what I loved about the journey of the character was this man who actually was very principled, who, who was prior to being incarcerated in Narkina 5, was maybe you know a, a, a union leader of some sort or stood up for his fellow workers' rights, had purpose, was driven, had a family, was, you know, absolutely knew who he was. And then once he's in prison, all of that is taken away from him. He's desensitized, he's dehumanized. He doesn't know who he is anymore, so he just goes to looking after number one, looking after, you know, and, 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 and that felt to me a real kind of way into the character. And then of course, when he's united with, with Cassian and or, and he's reignited into the idea that he can galvanize people and he does have the ability to, to think of others and serve others, that that became his redemption until his moment of self-sacrifice, knowing all along that he was Spoilers. not going to make it, you know. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> everywhere. Welcome to episode number 376 of Blast Points. This is Jason. And this is Gabe. And this week, amazingly, it has been one year since Andor has hit Disney+. And this week we're talking about one year of Andor. We're talk- and, spe- and specifically, we're talking about the character of Kino Loy. His great character, what's going to happen with him in the future... What does it all mean? What's the the symbolism of Kinoloy? We're going to get deep with this episode. But can you believe it has been one year since Andor? I It's crazy. It is crazy because I saw that the other day and everyone's like, it's the year anniversary. And there's been so, there's just been so much Star Wars that it, it's hard to remember what came before. And that, like, I was watching Force Awakens the other day because it's been a while since I watched it. And it was weird to think about, like, watching that when it came out. And, like, that was the only new Star Wars thing. And it was just like, what's this new Star Wars thing going to be? And now there's so much stuff that it's been, like, a year of stuff. And I can't even remember that this stuff that was awesome came out a whole year ago. It's like when we did an episode a while back and I was, like, listening off star wars tv shows and i completely forgot that obi-wan kenobi happened yeah. and i was like oh my god and i have like obi-wan kenobi action figures around me everywhere and i was like yeah that happened too oh my god the andor 
experience and the legacy of Andor is really unique because Andor, in the years since it's come out, I think it's just gotten, honestly, more and more and more popular. It seems that way. I think, it too, it's like it's the one Star Wars show that's kind of, or Star Wars thing even, that's kind of like good for people who don't necessarily like Star Wars stuff. Which is kind of it's the charm of it is it's like it's very, very Star Wars, but it's also very, very not at the same time, which which kind of it really takes advantage of this whole the new era of like, we're just going to make a bunch of crazy TV shows and do all these different flavors and see, you know, some people are going to be into some, some people are going to be into others. And it really kind of took advantage of that. And the thing that I like with the example of Andor and with all the other shows that we've had with The Mandalorian and Obi-Wan Kenobi and the book of Boba Fett, and now with Ahsoka, that it just it shows the range of what Star Wars storytelling can be. And especially with Andor. And you know, there's gonna be the people that are just like, I wish every show was Andor. And it's like, all right, whatever. I don't, because I like that every show, every Star Wars show that we get is a little bit different and Andor is Andor. And I don't want the Mandalorian to be Andor. The Mandalorian does its own thing. Ahsoka does its own thing. Each one is a little bit different. And yeah, like you said, Andor is a different flavor. Andor is a bit more grounded, even though there were some really outrageous things in Andor. It's more about people, which I think appeals to a different audience, which is great. And I just love to the Andor, like, some of the most outrageous stuff is the most grounded stuff. Like the fact that on Ferrix, there's like a brass band and it's like a star Wars brass band. And, and somehow that is like one of the most outrageous things in the, in the whole series is like, yeah, the last episode, a brass band shows up and plays star Wars music for 30 minutes. But I love it that in the same universe of stories you can have something like whatever the hell was going on underneath mandalore with that phil tippet eyeball creature yeah. and the brass band on ferrix that it's all part of this storytelling universe and it all makes sense because it's all star wars and it's just kind of it's we we say this all the time it's the dream of what's possible with Star Wars storytelling and TV really exploring that in a way that movies never could. Yeah. And it introduced uh, us all to evil sound effects that make you go crazy. If you put on the, on the nasty headphones, <laughs> you know, and it's, that's the kind of thing too, where it's like, it's kind of ridiculous, but it's also like really kind of terrifying and really kind of like, it's, it's like torture, you know, but it's also, it's evil sound effects. The other, the other thing I thought was funny going back in, cause I watched the season again recently is that there's, yeah, the, the evil sound doctor was Dr. Gorsh. I think there's Mon Mothma talking about the Gorn people. And then isn't the, like the Imperial commander guy in the, in the, uh, the heist one, isn't he like commander Gorn? There's like, <laughs> there's like, all these like gore gore sound things in it. It, it. I don't know. It's funny to me. There's like only so many names, I guess, in Star Wars, and and they're all sound the same in Andor. 
watching Star Trek and they're getting really excited about the Gorn. And you know what? Hey, I don't blame them. Yeah. I ho- hopefully that's where it's like, how many different variations on Gorn can we do? And it's neat too that, you know, like Mon Mothma showing up in Ahsoka, like the, the presence of Andor is spreading out over all these shows, just reminding you that in even in the most ridiculous things, Andor happened too. It's again, it's all the big Star Wars universe. Yeah. One, you know, like we said, we're talking about Kino Loy as a spotlight on this episode because he was such an interesting character. And he just showed up in the the incredible prison arc, which what last year we did a whole episode with talking about like the prison of the mind and THX one one three eight. And it's cool how Kino Loy and the whole like no way out thing has become like all just like a whole thing in Star Wars. Now, like what at Celebration London this year, there was the whole no way out March thing, which was like as big of a thing as the running of the Wilrow hoods. And I've it's, I think it happened at like other conventions since then where people running around with like rafts and floaties on their arms and like the Andor prison gear. It's just crazy. And, but part of that too is the, the, the very layered complex performance that Andy Serkis gave is Kino Loy. I think it's also just an excuse people don't want to wear shoes. That's that's true. It's like you can't tell me to wear shoes. This is my costume. Would you go to a celebration with bare feet? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would get like when they made the Lord of the Rings movies and they had all the Hobbit actors wearing those fake feet shoes. <laughs> well, you know, maybe maybe this is our thing. Next next celebrations, we'll just sell rubber Narkina five feet. So people can be barefoot and not have to walk around and touch the nasty convention floor with their bare feet. And, you know, something really interesting with Kino Loy, and I don't know if like Tony Gilroy ever talked about this or if Andy Serkis ever talked about this, but it's something I've thought about a lot for the past year that we've had this whole year of Andor, that Kino Loy could be Snoke. Oktoberfest. Gotcha. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, or no surprise. You should be. The surprise should have been. Wait, did they forget about Snoketoberfest? No, of course not. Even even if we tried to forget about it, we can't at this point. Snoketoberfest 2023. We're running with Pekino Loy is Snoke theory, which fully understand people we know makes no sense and is not true. But hey, we're running with well. Maybe, you know, because that's the thing. It's a it's the year anniversary of watching those episodes and all of a sudden being like, yeah, Snoketoberfest is forever. Because like when they cast him as Kino Loy, it was kind of like, OK, yeah, we're Snoketoberfest is forever. It's never going to stop because here Andy Circus is back. But then by that third episode, he's on the show. He's talking through a voice changer. And it sure sounds like Snoke. <laughs> so again, it's like, yes, Snoketoberfest will never die because I'm having Snoketoberfest flashbacks watching Andor. So here we go, people. Let's listen to one of the first lines that Kino Loy says through that microphone in that scene that we all know. And don't think of Kino Loy. Just think of Snoke. Think of gold robes. Think of gold slippers. Think of a big ruby ring. 
Think of Snoke drinking a Slurpee through a straw in the hole in his cheek. Just think about Snoke. Here we go. My name is Kino Loy. I'm the day shift manager on level five. Did you see it? Did you see Snoke? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you couldn't. That was all I could think about that morning watching that episode was like, wait a second. Why, why, why did they give him the Snoke voice? And then I think I even said it. All I could think about was Airplane when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a pilot. And he's like, no, I'm not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then later, after he gets food poisoning and they drag him out of the cockpit, he's like wearing a Lakers jersey underneath his pilot uniform. That's this episode. It's like, wait, he says he's not Snoke. There's no way he's Snoke. Wait, why does he sound like Snoke? Here's, okay, here's my theory. And we will expand upon this in the coming weeks in October. Maybe we'll add more to this theory on how Kino Loy could be Snoke. Or, hey, if you have theories about how Kino Loy could be Snoke, send them in. Maybe we'll read them in the beginning of episodes. But he, he, he said he couldn't swim. He couldn't leave with the rest of the prisoners. He stayed behind. He probably got caught by the Empire. So what if the Empire was like going to do like weird experiments on him? What if they had like bits of his DNA? What if they send him to Dr. Hemlock? Yeah, Dr. Hemlock, Dr. Gorsh, all the crazy scientists. Also, it's like, how do we know that the Snoke clones aren't like uh, Serpentor in G.I. Joe, where they took like all the DNA of all the great leaders and mixed it together? Maybe they're like, this guy is such a good leader. He got a bunch of prisoners to revolt and take down this huge imperial prison thing. Maybe we want to take advantage of that. And put him in our our super supreme leader. We're brewing up in a in a jar over here. It makes sense. It's it totally could be. Would you really be that surprised if this really happened? Given all the crazy stuff that's happened in Star Wars over the years, <laughs> that's too crazy. That would never happen in Star Wars. <laughs> Nothing crazy ever happens. It's completely it's completely serious. Normal stuff happens in this in these shows in these movies. So, surprise, it's an Oktoberfest. That's all this episode is. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of a short episode, folks. A little bit of a little quickie, little in and out, little an Oktoberfest party. That's what we got going on here. But hopefully we'll be back to normal next week. And we'll have Snoketoberfest at the beginning of episodes. Or maybe not. Nobody knows what the heck is going on these days. But things are looking good. It looks like things are working out with the Writers Guild. It looks like things will be working out soon with the actors and regular old Blast Points will be back very, very soon. But yeah, it's an Oktoberfest. We can't not celebrate. We can't not have a little bit of a party. Hopefully you enjoyed this little bit of fall time fun. Hopefully everyone, when you're carving pumpkins, you're carving a Snoke face into your pumpkins. Get your ring pop, put it on a pumpkin. Get some gold spray paint, spray paint half your pumpkin. Have, has anyone ever done a Snoke jack-o'-lantern face? I hope somebody did. That's the closest probably to what Snoke really smells like. <laughs> I bet he smells like a wet pumpkin. I bet that if you touched his skin, it would feel like when you put your hand in a pumpkin and scoop all that crap out of there. Maybe someone took like when the when the 
the hole, whatever was in the hole in the side of his face, like fell off. Maybe someone like took that and made some tasty pies out of it. <laughs> the snoke pie. That's what they. That's what they eat over there in the unknown regions. They're eating on. That's what the mummy people are eating on Exegol. They pickle. You know, you pickle it. You know, for all we know, they had all those snokes because they were just for pies. And for whatever reason, they're like, we gotta, we gotta bring Palpatine back, and and his spirit just happened to go into the jar of the pie bodies. And they're like, well, now what are we gonna do? They're brining them. That was vinegar that the the Snoke people were floating around in in Rise of Skywalker. Like Kylo Ren shows up and he's like, why does it smell like vinegar? I mean, ch- cheek meat is really tender. You know, you can eat pig cheek meat really tender. This is getting weird and gross. We gotta wrap it up. <laughs> Let's pray to God that the sag gets a good deal because we're getting we're getting weird. We don't want a whole episode dedicated to the the, the delightful taste of cheek meat. We we said the word jizz seventy five times last week. <laughs> Leave us review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, folks. Uh, yeah, make sure uh, you know we got a website. BlastWingsPodcast.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snoketoberfest. Snoketoberfest. We've got the Blast Points Army on Patreon. People have been getting sneak preview episodes. And if the actor strike ends, we will treat everybody with some new stuff on there very, very soon. But that wraps up this little mini 376 here. A legendary episode of Blast Points, Snoketoberfest. And yeah, let's, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Bye bye. <laughs> bye everybody. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. It was really funny. When, when Tony Gilroy first talked to me about it and I, and I was offered the role, I was really worried about taking another Star Wars role because there had been so many theories about Snoke. So, and I just thought, oh no, people are going to start thinking that somehow Kino Law is related to Snoke or, you know, that, that he is some sort of weird uncle of it. So I don't know. It was just like, I was really concerned. And then I thought, oh no, I mean, the writing was so beautiful and the character. And I mean, that was the great thing about Andor is I'm sure you all appreciate the, the crafting of the series, the writing, the structure, that every single character has such a complex psychology and emotional journey. And, and it's just, and, 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 and I think that's why it was so popular. And, and so I could not refuse this, this character that, that comes in. And it was, you know, I was told, you know, we're going to keep you a secret. And, and, and I was relieved about that because I'd spent such a long time with Snoke deflecting all the different theories, you know. Now, I fear I was mistaken. May the force be with you! Ah!